being, I, I guess, fluent in English really helped me like think entirely differently about like just culture and like people in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess like those people who took linguistics can tell you like, well, languages do affect how you think and all that. But how what I feel is that you get like uh, multiple sides to everything if you know like a different language and you kind of have to have this like entirely new perspective yeah. to have to like approach things. You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. I'm Dan Gable, Technology Manager for the LRC. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language, members of Cornell University's student organization Language Expansion Program discuss the importance of language learning on campus in a comfortable, encouraging environment. Their weekly event, Language Corner, takes place at the Language Resource Center in Stimson Hall, room G27. Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Today, I have two student board members of Cornell's language expansion program in the studio with me. Eric Palma is a senior and LEP president, and Pippin Wu is a junior and LEP publicity chair. Welcome to Speaking of Language, Eric and Pippin. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting to have you guys here. So can you please share with our listeners, what is the Language Expansion Program? What do you guys do? So the Language Expansion Program is a program that's part of the Cornell Public Service Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it started back um, actually as a combined group with another organization called TIP, the Translator Interpreter Program. Okay. Um, when there was a case in the commons where there was a fire incident and uh, when help came, there were families that weren't able to effectively communicate what was going on. Mm, and there, oh, was, wow. there, was a, there was a language barrier, essentially. Okay, and okay. so that's when this was one of the first programs of the Cornell Public Service Center. And since then, uh, there's been several splits, uh, for example, LEP and TIP became their own thing. Okay. LEP used to be called the Language Pairing Program. There's been several iterations where we've been trying different things uh, throughout the past few years. Hmm. But essentially what we aim to do is to create an environment for students to be able to talk, essentially, mm-hmm. in a very casual way versus yeah. classroom environments or mm-hmm. um more immersed environments where there's a lot more pressure to have a certain level of language proficiency. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, So we aim in general just to have a good environment for people to be able to practice their language. That's wonderful. So how long have you guys been involved with LEP? I personally have been in LEP since sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Pippin? I think I first came like freshman year, but since I'm a junior, that's like... Two, three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the events that you guys um, host? How do you engage students in in language learning? And I know that uh, at the LRC, we host the Language Corner on Fridays. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about that and any other programming that you guys do? Yeah. So our main event is mainly Language Corner, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Uh, That's an event that happens on mostly every single Friday. Uh, again, to keep open the opportunity for people to be able to come and practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to keep it restricted to only a few sessions throughout the semester. Uh, language Corner is a sort of as the name implies, uh, each language gets into its own corner, you can call <laughs> it. Um, 
when we used to be in Willard Strait Hall, for example, we would uh, set up the the couches there are set up in a way to where uh, the couches are in one corner of the room and then in a separate part of the room there's different tables and then there's like just different subsections uh -huh. so transitioning here we're trying to keep that sort of that same sort of environment okay um to where we split off people into different little tables and groups and then people also just like come and go the interesting thing about language corner too is the fact that there's multiple languages mm -hmm. as well in one event versus just having uh, one language and practicing with that because Often we get people who are interested in learning different languages mm -hmm. or who are practicing several languages and they also want to practice. Um, for example, like they'll go one time and they'll practice Japanese. Mm -hmm. Another time they'll go practice French. We have a G-Body member that knows 10 languages. Oh, wow. So, for example, th th this is a very good event for him mm -hmm. because he's very interested in a lot of different types of languages. And so this gives him the opportunity to be able to go around and practice mm -hmm. every single one. How many languages do you usually have represented on those Fridays? Um, it honestly depends on when, yeah, on the week, yeah. depending on when certain people are available. That's okay. one of the main things. Again, we're all students and yeah. we don't always have um, consistent languages throughout the um, throughout the semester, uh -huh. depending on when it's heavier sessions or, or whatnot. But generally, we will have Japanese French, Spanish, we have ASL this semester. Oh, cool. That's mm -hmm. these, Fun. Yeah, from QDAP, uh, which is another program part of the Public Service Center, which we started collaborating uh -huh. with and started coming to our events. Like Mandarin. Mandarin also as well. Might be worth mentioning that English is also something people practice. Oh, cool. So like, yeah, of yeah, course. For of course. Uh, second language speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so is there one facilitator for each language or is it just, you know, you kind of raise your hand and you're like, hey, who wants to speak German with me or how, how, how does that work? So generally when the semester starts, that's usually the hard part because people don't really know each other yet. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, but once the semester gets going, people okay. like know, yeah. like people will start com coming frequently. They know who's going to practice what and so they'll just naturally get into their groups and then... When a new person comes in, we just ask them like, hey, mm -hmm. like they clearly don't know what's going on. So we just um, help guide them towards the language that they're trying to practice. In. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So why is this important? Why? Why? What's the benefit for some of the students who participate and just practice their language or maybe get exposed to a new language? And for me personally, I was taking Spanish. Mm -hmm. I had no experience whatsoever prior to college. It was really hard for me to like find people who wanted to speak this language with me outside okay. of class. Uh, but especially in like the, I think the first steps of maybe like months and years of language learning, it's really important to have like consistent usage of that language. Uh, not only with just like reading textbooks or like taking tests, but like actually using that language actively in a conversational context. Because mm -hmm. somehow just speaking it feels a lot different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like it's much more easier I think to get some things into your brain like just hardwire all these vocabulary and you're like oh I can actually use this I can actually talk to people yeah. because that's what languages are mainly for and uh, it was like really beneficial uh, for me to find this like group of people who also wanted to, to do that mm -hmm. it's also like a way to like make friends mm -hmm. uh, with a common interest or like a common language that you both want to learn or like to yeah. practice yeah that's great um, so can you share with our listeners a little bit about the uh, language learning experiences that that you personally have had? So Pippin, you just mentioned um, you started Spanish here at right. Cornell. Yeah. 
So I think the most different part about like being in corner with like other, because I, I also go to other uh, events that help me practice Spanish. Uh-huh. One of them was called like this uh, Spanish dinner thing, where it's basically this a uh, professor in the Spanish department. She would invite people over to Appel, the dining hall, okay, and just like over dinner <laughs> talk in Spanish uh-huh. and you eat. But that was like. I was under a very high pressure mm-hmm. yeah, place because talking to a professor. Right, first of all, there's a person of authority kind of mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, everyone's like really fluent, even though the email said like uh, people of all ing- uh, levels are welcome. Uh-huh. But like I had a really really hard time actually like um, uh, engaging conversation. I was like mainly listening because yeah. I started like two weeks and they were speaking in uh, <laughs> a really like a really, sure. really fast native yeah. speed, uh-huh. right? So I couldn't like actively participate, but like uh, on the other hand, like uh, in language corner, there's usually people of like really different levels, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't have to be because it's like so casual. I feel like it's it's also fine if you want to like try to like explain yourself a little bit in English or anything like sure. that. But like in class or in, like some other events, that it's not like not allowed. So it's much uh, easier for me to just jump right in mm-hmm. and feel comfortable about mm-hmm. myself. That's great. Yeah. What other languages do you speak? Um. Like in LC, I also do Japanese. Okay, uh, that's also a language I've been learning for six to seven years. But I can still, <laughs> it still helps me to like talk with other people, uh-huh. and I sometimes help other people with people's Mandarin, which is my native native tongue. Okay, yeah. So multilingual, I like it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Eric, what about you? So Spanish was my first language, okay. uh, so that's where I started. And third grade is when I started learning English. Hmm. And so after that, I started taking English courses, maybe starting like later into third grade, fourth grade. And then since then, I didn't really take language courses up until high school. In high school, I started doing French. Okay. And so I had a friend in middle school as well. Uh, He was Japanese and he was going to move back to Japan. Mm -hmm. And because of that... Like, throughout high school, like, I would still keep in touch with him. But at a certain point in high school, I was like, hey, maybe I'm going to go to Japan. I'm hmm. going to maybe go visit. Yeah. So so midway through high school, I started learning Japanese um, because I also didn't want to be completely lost when I was sure. when I was in a different country. Yeah, smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started self-studying Japanese then. And after visiting, um, I just fell in love with the language and also from taking French in high school, I just really enjoyed language learning and knew that that was something I wanted to continue mm-hmm. um, here at Cornell. So once I entered Cornell, I enrolled in Japanese. Uh, I continued that for a year and a half and then I joined LEP. Mm-hmm. My schedule got really heavy, which is why I only did one and a half years of Japanese, sure. but I'm still self-studying even now. and. I'm using language corners to be able to mm-hmm. continue practicing That's wonderful. With, with speaking. Yeah. So what would you tell friends of yours who maybe are not currently learning a language? Why should they? Why is this important? Why is being knowledgeable about a different culture and, and knowing a different language? Why is this beneficial? How would you convince them? Mainly for me, I think it's really great to uh, not only like it is a tool for conversation and like you can access more resources if you know a different language yeah it's also like really helps you think in a different way i would say because like for me um being like i guess fluent in english really helped me like think entirely differently about like just 
culture and like people in general mm-hmm. uh i guess like those people who took linguistics can tell you like well languages do affect how you think and all that but how what i feel is that you get like uh, multiple sides to everything if you know like a different language and you kind of have to have this like entirely new perspective yeah to have to like approach things which is really cool uh just kind of like an add-on to that I find really interesting is that since, since like memes are everywhere on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, it helps you like read different memes. And <laughs> all those memes actually really reflect how like people think in that language, in that culture. Sure. Which is yeah. really interesting because like English and Chinese memes are entirely different. Uh, I yeah, suppose I like other languages are too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The first thing that I would tell them is, again, language is like a way for you to be able to communicate with a whole different part of the world that normally you would not have any way of communicating with so learning Mm -hmm. a language opens up that possibility but also um so back at home my uh el paso texas that's where i'm from Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of mexican american families and mexican families and the borders right across Uh, so you encounter a lot of situations where you sometimes also need to translate things in spanish when you see people who don't know what's going on or very clearly lost uh so there's also that aspect to it where learning a language also allows you to be able to assist others who have not really had the resources to be able to mm-hmm. um, learn a language mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. previously. Um, so that's another thing. So that goes along with TIPS mission, for example, mm-hmm. um, where they provide a translating and interpreting service yeah. for people who, who need that because yeah. they can communicate. Yeah across different languages yeah Yeah. that's awesome fantastic um so can you tell our listeners how can they get involved where can they find more information where can they find out exactly when and where um language corner meets okay you're the president (laughs) (laughs) so language corner um i mean we post posters around campus we Mm -hmm. have bookmarks we're at club fest uh so if you don't hear about us then um then generally it would be more up to someone else to like for other people to like try to see we also publicize on like the facebook groups um so we try to have a social media presence as well mm-hmm. uh from there we also again we have our listserv we ask people to invite their friends who mm-hmm. they know we contact language professors as well um to be able to share language corner with their class that was actually mm-hmm. one of the ways how i initially heard about it uh. i knew about the program freshman year when i signed up for like at club fest but i didn't actively participate until my Japanese professors were like, hey, there's this thing Uh called Language Corner. Uh And then I had a few friends in there and they also told me to come. You know, it's it's like a lot of like word of mouth sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So we just try to get out there by contacting the appropriate people. Yeah. Yeah. And I may add to that, that um, on our LRC calendar, of course, Language Corner is listed as well. And we have some of the flyers um, sitting around Stimson Hall as well. So in addition to not just the Cornell community, we're also open to the Ithaca community, again, because we are the public ser- part of the public service center and we aim to not just be in our own little bubble here, mm-hmm. but also help out within the community as well. So this is also a service that is offered uh, for any Ithaca residents that wish to come and participate. And we've actually had, um, for example, this semester, we've had a high schooler that's learning Japanese who has been oh, coming great. consistently. And in the past, we've had older folks come in uh-huh. and practice um, their French and be able to pr- pretty much uh, go forward in their language learning yeah. and 
Yeah. That's a great way to connect to the community at large here in the area. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for the important work that you guys do and for joining me on the podcast. I think it's it's great that students are actively involved in supporting language learning on campus. So thank you so much, Eric and Pippin. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Next week, Christian Hilchi will join us in the studio. Dr. Hilchi is a lecturer in the Department of Slavic and Eurasian Studies at the University of Texas in Austin. He will be on campus as part of our monthly LRC speaker series. All our speaker series events are live streamed, so please check out our website at lrc.cornell.edu for upcoming events. You can join us for Christian's talk titled Open Media and the Next Frontier in Open Education on Friday, November 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, either in person here in Stimson Hall or online via Zoom. And, of course, you can listen to next week's episode online as well. Until then, auf Wiederhören! The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Language is produced by Sam Lupwitz and Dan Gable. Recorded by Sam Lupwitz. Original music by Sam Lupwitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson. Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University. We thank our listeners and do stay tuned for our next episode.